Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Anne McElvoy, host of The Economist Asks, our weekly chat show. We've changed our subject at the last minute this week to reflect on the dreadful shootings at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, carried out allegedly by a 19-year-old former pupil at the school. It comes just 20 months after mass shootings at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando in the same state. At Parkland, Nicholas Cruz has been charged with 17 counts of murder. Many others are seriously injured and several critically ill. In a new development, we've heard that the FBI has confirmed it had been warned about threats from the teenager to carry out a violent attack. President Donald Trump is due to arrive in Parkland to meet families of the bereaved. I've asked Robert Guest, our foreign editor, to join me in the studio. Uh, Robert, you have covered terrible events like this in your time, I think when you were running our US bureau, including the Virginia Tech killings. How similar or otherwise is the profile of what's happened in Florida? It's extremely similar. Um, You have um, the, the alleged shooter, uh, appears to be a somewhat disturbed young man uh, who had very easy access to uh, military-grade weapons. And when you say easy access to weapons, I mean, the the argument, which I'm sure will, will come to, to life very quickly after the shooting, is, is it the availability of the weapons? Is it the licensing? How come a 19-year-old can lay hands on weapons that can cause such dreadful carnage? I mean, where okay, would you well, let, let's step back. I mean, there are people who say that The problem here uh, is a rise uh, in mental health problems, that there are those who say it's something to do with uh, poor policing or the failure of schools to provide uh, mental health help uh, to young people or possibly, you know, the difficulties of of coping with the modern world um, and the pressures of education. But the thing is that those problems exist in all other rich countries, but there's only one rich country that has mass school shootings regularly, and that's America. And so I suspect it's something to do with the fact that there are more guns than there are people in America. You were covering similar events to this in the early 2000s. And I think there was a shock factor then, wasn't there? And it, we, we saw Columbine High and other shootings that this was happening in schools. Why do we think that the the profile, if you like, of of shooters has shifted towards younger people, particularly towards these clearly angry, disturbed, desperate young men who are prepared to take so many lives? I don't think the profile has shifted particularly. There are an awful lot of people who who get killed uh, in gun incidents uh, in America each year. The vast majority of them will be young men shooting other young men, many of them involved in crime to begin with. What's different about school shootings is that, uh, firstly, there are typically children involved, so that the shock value is 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 much greater. You mean we just notice them more? Because well, we notice them more. If someone walks into a school and kills 17 people, that is unbelievably shocking, um, and it's going to make the news. And it it is possible that uh, some of the, the shooters are motivated 
uh, partly by a desire to be famous. Because if you do something that's appalling, um, you know, people will find out your name, although usually posthumously, because usually the shooter himself is killed. Uh, during the course of these things, though not not as it happens in in this particular instance, but case. but that is the the the, the, uh, the alleged shooter. We we should say, but he he does appear to have issued boasts or threats before in videos. Uh, yes, and he he has had dis- disciplinary problems at the school and, and and mental health problems, and you can't possibly sort of uh, preemptively lock up all the people who have mental health problems. But what you can do um, is not sell them. Um, you know, AR-15 uh, rifles, which he, he legally owned, and it was kept apparently in a, um, a, a locked gun cabinet in his house, but he had a key. Ah, well, that brings us to the sort of policy implications, which we've, we've written about a lot over the years, legal gun ownership and uh, how to, to balance that against the, the risk. As you say, often the, the gun is held legally, so in a sense one hurdle has been cleared, Background checks is, is obviously the, you know, the the subject that perhaps attracts most attention. What do you think about the balance of arguments and is that changing? Okay, well, your starting point in America is that the Constitution very clearly says that you have an individual right to bear arms. So it's very difficult for uh, lawmakers to come up with uh, effective gun control laws that will pass um, constitutional muster. That said, uh, it seems... Uh, not at all unreasonable that you might have uh, background checks, that you might make it very difficult for people uh, with uh, mental health problems or uh, criminal records to buy guns, and that you could really limit uh, the ability of people to get hold of guns that can fire rapidly. If you're using a gun to go hunting with, uh, you really don't need a huge magazine that will fire rapidly. Uh, and what about the, the Florida element here? This comes so so soon after the killings at the Pulse nightclub that uh, caught the world's attention uh, just a year and a half ago. Uh, did you see, and do you still see, a correlation between gun ownership in certain states and these mass shootings? Or are there sometimes other factors where you might have a lower gun ownership but still have, find that it's just chance that they sort of bunch in certain places? I think it's pretty difficult to, to break it down on a state level. Florida's a big state. It's got a lot of people. You would expect it to have uh, more shootings than somewhere like Wyoming that's got fewer people. Um, the Regardless of which state you're in, and even if you're in a city where the gun laws are, are quite strict, it's very easy to go somewhere where you can get hold of a gun. Um, you don't have to drive very far from, say, Chicago, where you're not allowed to buy guns very easily, um, to somewhere where you can. Um, so it's if you really want to get hold of one, you can. And we're at the stage now where if you wanted to tighten things up, it's very hard to do so because there are already more guns than there are people out there in America. And they don't rust. They don't run out. You can't make them disappear. Donald Trump is going to, to turn up, I think, at the weekend or probably even a little sooner in, in Parkland. What should he say? Well, I can tell you what he probably will say is that he's very sorry about this um, and that he wished it hadn't happened uh, and that his uh, prayers and feelings go out to the families of the deceased. Uh, what he won't say is that he's going to do anything about guns because he, you know, although he used to be in favour of gun control back when he was a Democrat, um, now he uh, is, you know, part of the party that is uh, very much anti-gun control, um, and so he's very unlikely to buck the the the, you know, very, very unlikely to buck the party on that. I, I could be pleasantly surprised. Uh, 
our line has been much greater gun control. We were very realistic about, as, as you, you point out, the, the number of, of weapons legally held and that, that cannot be undone overnight, but that the stricture should be much greater on background checks and the criteria should be much tougher on owning a, a gun. Uh, gun ownership in some places is going down. If there's any light in the darkness, what would it be? What do you see changing in this argument? Well, in, in some areas, gun, gun ownership is going down. Uh, we're not totally certain about this, though, because there's also uh, people who are refusing to answer questions about it who are more like if you're doing a poll. Uh, and, and those people are probably more likely to be gun owners, including the ones who are worried that uh, if, if, if someone phoning them up knows whether they've got a gun or not, uh, that it could be the, the government planning to make a registry and then come and you know, confiscate their guns later. Um, so there, there are a lot of people refusing to be to be counted. Um, the actual number of guns that individual gun owners own uh, has been going up because, you know, sometimes people will stockpile because they're afraid that a politician might come and, and take them away. Um, and, you know, even if you don't manage to get to actual gun control, at the very least, one would hope that you don't slip in the other direction. So there are people arguing that the solution to this is that the teachers should be armed. Well, I really don't think that having an armed teacher in a classroom where there may be disciplinary problems um, is a particularly good idea. Thank you very much for joining us a short notice there, Robert Guest. And do get in touch with us with your thoughts on the aftermath of this terrible event on how to prevent more deadly school shootings. And do America's politicians need to change their tack on how they tackle gun crime or how they don't? You can reach us via radio at economist.com or on Twitter at Economist Radio. Thank you for listening. In London, this is The Economist. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.